the entrance of his word gives light and it gives understanding unto the simple. Sit back and relax as we bring you God's word from the throne of grace with Pastor Ulushola Imanalaidele, the senior pastor of Jesus Assembly Ministry. God bless you as two you listen. incidents that happened in the marriage of Father Abraham. The first was the reaction of Sarah when she gave her maid Agai unto Abraham as to be able to raise a child because of their barrenness. We discover that that which Sarah thought is going to be in his favor turned around to Bumran and she became upset and that almost led to a serious challenge between her and Abraham, her husband. And we will also talk in that Genesis 21 in the case of when Isaac was weaned and they were having the ceremony of the winning service of Isaac and how Sarah spotted and discovered how Ishmael was mocking at the covenant child Isaac. And the woman became suspicious and she bent on her husband that she should send Ishmael as well as her mother packing away from the house. We also said that that will have resulted to a serious crisis between Abraham and his wife Sarah. And that might have made that marriage an endurance rather than an enjoyment. We were able to establish the fact that regardless of these two major challenges and crises in the marriage of Abraham with Sarah, Abraham with all maturity, he was able to manage the crisis. He was able to manage the individual differences he was able to manage the difficulty that arises in the course of their family relationship. Dear Abraham was commended as a man who had in the spirit of maturity handled the affairs of his marriage. Last week, last month rather, I told us in the course of this very discussion that there is no marriage without its own associated conflict. There is no marriage without its own associated confusion. There is no marriage without its own associated chaos, commotion, and catastrophe. We said it as a matter of emphasis that a blissful home or an happy marriage is not necessarily a marriage or a home that is free from misunderstanding, from misconception, from misappropriation, from misapprehension. But it is rather a marriage where all misunderstanding where all misconception, 
where all misinterpretation, where all misapprehension and comprehension can actually be managed in the spirit of maturity. That is what our emphasis was on in the course of this discussion last week. We went further to educate one another that a marriage, an happy marriage, is not necessarily a marriage between two perfect people. It is rather an affair between two matured individuals. We said it last week that when we are talking about a perfect marriage or talking about an happy marriage, we were saying that uh, it takes the two imperfect people can actually make a perfect marriage in the place of maturity. I hope somebody is listening to me. Two what? Two imperfect individual can make a perfect marriage in the place of maturity. When maturity in place, I we, we discussed this at length in the course of this meeting last week that an happy marriage is not about two perfect peoples in that relationship. We even went ahead that there is no how we can see two equal perfect couples in life by the virtue of our individual configuration, we were different in we are different in personality. By the virtue of our upbringing, we are different in personality. The differences in our personality, the differences about our political ideology, the differences about our religious inclination, the differences about our background about our upbringing is the things that justify the fact that there can't be two perfect individuals in any given marriage. But we emphasize that regardless of our differences, regardless of our upbringing, in as much as the spirit of maturity is in place, we can be very sure of a very blissful and happy marriage. What you will refer to as a perfect relationship where the peace of God is going to reign supreme in such a union. Those are our emphasis in the course of our last summit. We equally submit about three consensual terms in our point of discussion. The first was marriage, the other is management, and the other one is what we call maturity. I remember during the last summit, we are able to submit that marriage is a union between one man and one woman to the exclusion of all other. We also emphasize that marriage is basically between a man and a woman. Not between a man and a man. Neither is it between a woman and a woman. As it is instituted by God from the foundation 
of the world. Scriptural marriage, biblical marriage, God ordained marriage, God approved marriage, God acceptable marriage is the marriage between a man and a woman. And we said marriage is that union that gives a man and a woman the legal permit to relate together as an husband and wife with associated legal and social responsibility. As soon as we are done with the time marriage, we also consider the word management and we define and we submitted that management is the process or practice of judicious use of means to accomplish an end, to accomplish an aim, to accomplish a goal. That is how we define the word management in the course of our meeting. That it is a process or in other words, a practice of judicious use of means to accomplish an end. That is what we call management. Things you are to put in place to accomplish an end, to accomplish a particular result. When it comes to the issue of marriage, we were talking about processes. We are talking about practice that is required to make marriage an enjoyment rather than an endurance. When we are talking about management, as it has to do with the issue of marriage, we were talking about putting necessary practice into action in order to achieve a blissful marriage and not a catastrophic marriage. When we are talking about management, in relating to the issue of marriage, we were talking about the ability of an individual to make his own, his or her own, an having on earth rather than an oven on earth. That is what we meant by management. Those process, those practice, those means that we are to employ in order to make our marriage blissful, in order to make our marriage enjoyable, in order to make our marriage lasting, is what we refer to as management. And that is why it is divine as the process or means or practice of judicious use of means to accomplish an end. As soon as we were true with the term marriage, and as well as management, we also went ahead to talk about what we call maturity. And I remember we said, and we finally submitted that maturity is the ability of an individual to manage difficult situations, to manage difficult circumstances, to manage moments of confusion, Movement of conflict, movement of commotion, movement of chaos, movement of catastrophe, without resentment, without bitterness of mind, and without anger. That is what we submitted as far as maturity is concerned.
I will repeat myself. I want us to get the issue of maturity right once again tonight. What is maturity? Maturity talks about the ability of an individual in marriage to manage conflict, to manage confusion, to manage commotion, to manage chaos, to manage catastrophe. Praise the name of the Lord. In such a way that that individual will not reflect heart of resentment, bitterness, or anger. That is what we refer to as maturity. That is what we submitted in the course of the last month summit. Maturity, as a matter of emphasis, is what is required to manage our marriage, to manage our home, to manage our family, to manage our, 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 our relationship in such a ways and manner that such a relationship, such a marriage is going to be blissful. Praise the name of the Lord. Brethren, I have told you time with that number that marriage is like a vehicle. I remember I told you that marriage is the vehicle for destiny fulfillment. If a man will ever fulfill destiny in life, if a man will carry out his God's given mandate successfully, such an individual must take a good care of his marriage. And that is why I liken marriage to an automobile. What I said marriage is like. Marriage is likened to what, brethren? To an automobile. How effectively a man can manage his car, how effectively you can maintain your car, is what is going to determine the effectiveness and the efficiency of your car. No matter how gracious the person you are married to, or the person you are going to marry to, if you don't have the maintenance, maintenance culture, you will eventually make a mess of that marriage. Just like normal routine services increases and maintain the efficiency and the effectiveness of an automobile, so also is the issue of management has to do with our marriage. And one of the principal tools that is required to manage a marriage, to manage a home, to manage a family, in order to make it effective, efficient, blissful, enjoyable, is that such a person will be able to come up with the spirit and undo and manage things in his marital relationship in the spirit of maturity. Praise the name of the Lord, brethren. And that is why, during the last summit, a lot of emphasis was laid on the issue of maturity. If you see any home that is suffering a setback, if you see any home 
that is suffering from any form of crisis today. I have told you time with that number that most of the time, when you see most marital challenges and problems, we are too quick to trace it to the works of the devil, to the works of the enemy. And I told you that most marital crises, I have always been telling you that you should always leave the devil aside most time. Most of the marital crises in marriages, in homes and family, is liable to lack of maturity. When we can learn maturity in necessary areas of life, we will be able to maintain our marriage. We will be able to make it blissful. We will be able to make it an enjoyable one. And that is why the issue of that maturity became our principal emphasis during the last month summit. That ability of an individual to undo misunderstanding, to undo misconception, to undo misappropriation, to undo misapprehension is what we refers to as maturity in such a way and manner that such an individual, when he's handling misunderstanding, when he's handling misconception, when he's handling miscomprehension, misapprehension, and misappropriation, he will be able to handle those things without anger, without bitterness, and without resentment of mind. That is what we refer to as maturity. In the course of our meeting last month, we discussed seven areas of maturity. That is the second aspect of our discussion last month, talking about the concentric areas of management and maturity. And we itemize about seven different areas where maturity is required if couple are going to enjoy their marriage. We talked about physical maturity. Much was not said about physical maturity because that only emphasized the need for an individual to be of a more matured age before they can come to into marriage because of the challenges of child bearing. Praise the name of the Lord. When you see most young ones who are not physically mature enough, who are impregnated, most of them always uh, being delivered through cesarean section because they don't have enough physical maturities and the agility of what it takes to bring forth a child because they had such pregnancy at a very premature age of life. So we emphasize that the issue of physical maturity can't when it comes to marriage. We went ahead to talk about mental maturity. When we are discussing mental maturity, a lot was said about it that somebody who is going to manage marriage successfully cannot be somebody who is emotionally weak. Praise the name of the Lord. Here, uh, mentally maturity. I talked about the problem uh, of, a, of a spouse who is relating with analog brain with, an, with a spouse with digital brain. Much was said about those things. I said it last week. If the spouse were too far in their, uh, in their what would I put it? In the levels of their intellectualism in the levels of their IQ, I'm telling you sincerely, 
is going to be causing a lot of problems in marriage. That is why we always advise the couple that they should always learn to help and assist one another to develop themselves in terms of their intellectual argument. Very, very important. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. It's an issue. It causes problems in marriage. If any of the party in the home is not mentally what? It's not mentally mature. It can cause problems. It brings a lot of challenges in every home. That looks like an abusive talk. In the course of our meeting last month, but I was so sincere because I know it is reality. It is always a problem. Each time either of the spouse is relating with analog brain, with what brethren? With a spouse with digital brain. There will always be confusion. That one doesn't know anything about anything. Whatever thing they say, she's not aware or he or she is not aware. It can be vice versa at times. Some men are like that. Why some women are like that? Can also be resorting and the constituting problems in our marriage. So it should be checked. The issue of mental maturity. Then we talk about emotional maturity. With emotional maturity, that is where we are saying that marriage is not meant for a boy again. But it is rather for a man and a what brethren? And a mature lady who can handle their emotions who can handle their temper. We said a lot about the issue of emotional maturity, but I pinpoint a point last month under this issue of emotional maturity. I said an emotional immature person complains of lack of love and mixed crisis. Every woman under the tone of my voice should pardon me for this. This is very peculiar to women. Each time there is misconception, there is misunderstanding, there is uh, commotions in the home. Women are fond of easily jumping into conclusion. There is no love again. I know you didn't love me again. I know you didn't love me again. Women complain of that. Beloved sisters, listen to me and listen. And let me tell you with all humility, it is at indications and symptoms of immaturity. It is emotional immaturity for a person to complain of lack of love amid crisis. Each time your spouse is trying to tell you what doesn't please him or her, each time your spouse looks forward to see you improving, changing about certain things, about certain behavior, about certain character, about certain ways of life, is not an indication that that spouse don't love you again. It is immaturities on your part that is making you to feel that what your spouse is saying, what your spouse is complaining about, is all because he doesn't love you any longer. It is emotional immaturity. An emotionally mature individual will in all patients consider and look into the complaint of his spouse about him 
or ourselves. That is how mature people, that is how they handle the issue of maturity. We went ahead to discuss the issue of financial maturity. Praise the name of the Lord, brethren. I said, praise the name of the Lord, brethren. And we submitted by telling one another that marriage is financially demanding. Brother, what I said. Can you quote me right? Marriage is financially demanding. Why money is not love, but it remains the fuel of love. Hello, sir. I might say something to somebody in the house. That is our submission last month. Marriage is what, brethren? Is financially water. Is financially demanding. That is just the reality. The reason in your Bible we say Atibeya is not a difficult thing to get married, but how to bear the responsibility that is associated with marriage is what what it is what becomes an issue. Praise the name of the Lord. And we equally submitted that money is not love. Praise the name of the Lord. Brother, money is not what? Money is not love. I have seen worthy people, two worthy people in marriage. Who doesn't enjoy marriage? If marriage were all about money, brethren, am I saying something to you? Am I saying something to you? So many marriage, so many families will have been very blissful. I have told you of a couple I met sometimes at a fellow area in Ibadan or your state here in Nigeria in West Africa that met one another on the highway. It was so ridiculous. The, the, the husband parked, the husband used his jeep to cross the wife on the highway. They met one another. We don't know what has transpired in their home, but we just know they met on the main road and the husband just crossed the wife, the wife down in her own sophisticated car and she opened the door and the wife to get down and both of them leave their car keep accelerating and they began to fight in the public right there in fellow then i discovered they are, both of them look absolutely okay they looks calmly attractive they were riding good cars which implies that they are financially what they are financially buoyant and okay but yet they become two street fighters. Praise the name of the Lord. That is to tell us that money is not what? Is not love. But at the same time, I wish to let you know that most of the crisis that is rocking so many marriage and home today is not unconnected with the matters of financial challenges. And that is why I said that marriage is financially demanding. Brother, what I said is what, brethren? Is financially demanding. And I and we equally submitted that why money is not love, but money remains the fuel of love. Brother, what did I call it? I have illustrated that with that number. No matter how sandy your car may be. Are you getting me? In as much as it is a kind of car that is not being operated electronically. Hallelujah. Such car must have what? 
fuel inside, no matter how signed your car may be, no matter how signed an automobile may be, it requires what, brethren? It requires fuel before that car or that automobile can move what, brethren? Can move an inch. So also, a marriage without money is going to suffer a serious word, brethren. A serious setback. And that is why we used to advise the young ones who are uh, proposing marriage and those of us who are already in marriage that we should always learn and endeavor to work hard in order to enhance us our financial maturity. In order to enhance financial maturity. We never fail to talk about social maturity. Social what, brethren? Social maturity. Some people, the point at which they began to have problems in their marriage is because they lack social life. They don't know how to relate with husband. They don't know how to relate with wife. They don't know how to relate with in-laws. Some of the people, the way they relate with their in-laws is causing a lot of problems. Is what is rocking that marriage. I wish and I hope you will not forget that before you are married to the person you are married to, that person you are married to belongs to some group of people. Yes. Despite the scriptures commanded that so shall a man leave his father and his mother. Eh? And they what? And shall cleave to his wife. And they both shall be one what? Shall be one flesh. As true as that is, we cannot surprise the fact that we have some of our extended family. That cannot be underrated. That cannot be undermined. So when somebody enters into marriage, or somebody is relating in a, in a particular home, without social maturity, without the ability to relate well with your in-laws, without the ability to relate well with your mother-in-law, with your father-in-law, with your sons-in-law, daughters-in-law, is going to bring is going to bring marriage into a deadlock if the maturity in the areas of social maturity is not well in place. We also talks about domestic maturity that it is very necessary that both men and women who are in marriage or those who are going into marriage should learn how to take good care of domestic things. Take care of themselves. Take care of their homes. Learn how to prepare some necessary delicacy. Learn how to manage little resources that is made available in that home to give what is good enough for such a family consumption. Such cannot in any way be underestimated under the issue of domestic maturity. That is where we discuss the issues of tidiness and neatness. Praise the name of the Lord. I told us it's cause problem. Those are part of the issue. When either a man or a woman is untidy, is dirty, it, you see, there are some things that it is a uh, what do I call it? It is a natural. It is a natural stimulus. Brother, what do I call it? Talk to me now. I'm asking you, beloved people of God. Natural stimulus. 
somebody who is hearing an irritating odor huh? or a foul odor from an husband who will not change his boxer over one week. Each time he went and he is himself, he has some little, little left over eh? with the boxer. And he's going to use that boxer for one week, for two weeks. And this thing is thinking. Terribly affecting the woman. When would that woman not react? Brother, I'm asking you now. Is it easy, 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 easy for you to be suffering under, under foul doors in your matrimonial home? It is like that with some women too. At the end of the day, after they might have woke up and down, woke up and down, woke up and down during the day. It is by nature. It is by what, brethren? It is by nature. It's not of sickness. It's not of any kind of uh, uh, deficiency or uh, what do I call it? It's not an act of inadequacy in any way, in any form. It is a natural thing. But rather for that woman to come home, take a bath, watch every sweat all over her body, look neat and smell nice for the husband. She will find it very difficult to take that normal routine. And this is inconveniencing the husband. Every now and then, then the husband reacts, the husband frank, the hus it is a natural phenomenon. This is what I'm talking about in marriage. Is that the work of the devil? Brethren, I'm asking you. Is it the devil that tells a woman to find it very difficult to take shower at night? Is that the devil? Is it the devil that didn't allow the husband to change the boxer he has been using for over two weeks? One single boxer for almost a week. Is that the devil? When the woman reacts to that dirty attitude, will you call it the devil? Huh? It is not. It is our own problem. It is an issue with us. That is what is causing problem in our marriage. So the issue of domestic maturity involves all of those things. Much of those things are said last time. And lastly, we talk about the spiritual maturity. We crown it up with all of that. Spiritual word, brethren. Spiritual maturity. Then it, we, we submitted that marriage is God's idea. What do I call it, brethren? Marriage is what? Is God's idea. So it has a spiritual undertone to it. What I said it has? It has spiritual undertone to it. That has been set time with that number. One plus one. Mathematically. Tell me now, I'm asking you. Eh? One plus one, mathematically, is two. But one plus one, when it comes to God's mass of marriage, what is it? One, I have asked people over and over who can defend it, who can prove it. How will one plus one equal to what? Equals to one. But that is where God originated marriage. So that shows that marriage is not woman. It is instituted by God. So it is a spiritual matter that has what? Spiritual undertone. So anyone who will manage marriage in such a beautiful ways and manner must be somebody who has grown spiritual. The issue of spirituality is a matter when it comes to spiritual maturity. All of these are more a part of what we lay emphasis on in the course of our meeting last month. The aspect we quickly want to give our attention to is the third part of this discussion 
having considered the conceptualizations of times and we have looked at the concentric areas of management and maturity and lastly we are looking at the comportment of marital management and maturity application of comportment in marriage management and maturity is a matter of personal and practical action necessary to enhance your marital stability and sustainability brethren look up and listen to me very attentively i am saying something here that when we are talking about marriage management and maturity is a matter of personal and practical action necessary to enhance your marital stability and sustainability what am i saying here the issue of marriage management and maturity it is a personal responsibility of every individual to be determined to practice and to take necessary action to do what brethren to take necessary action that will enhance marital stability and sustainability an individual who desire marital bliss should be able to comport him or herself in a way and manner that will make his or her marriage a make rather than a man brethren we are getting to where we are going in the course of this discussion talking about marriage management and maturity we are getting to that crucial area we are getting to that crucial aspect of this point of discussion i am saying in essence that either your marriage is going to be a make or a man depend largely on your action and in action praise the name of the lord when things that needed to be done were done with our marriage is going to be a make but if we remain in action as relating to what we ought to do that marriage is going to be a man may that never be a portion in jesus name i am praying for someone that you will not marry your marriage but the lord will give all of us divine enablement to be able to make our marriage in jesus name so we are saying in this point that there are some ways by which you and myself we should comport ourselves if our marriage is going to be blissful if our marriage is going to be enjoyable if our marriage is going to be an having on earth rather than an oven on earth if our marriage is going to be a place of enjoyment rather than a place of endurance we have certain practical step that we must never fail in putting in place let's look at five or such thing tonight before we bring this meeting to a close one maintaining a self-control lifestyle brother what i said 
maintaining what? A self-controlled lifestyle. Anyone who will enjoy marriage, you must be able to control yourself in all situations. Your feeling, your emotion, your action, at all times, must be held under control. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. It, what I'm saying in essence is this. It is marriage management and maturity to have a personal control over your feeling, over your emotion, and your reaction at all times. I want you to get this and we come again. It is marriage management and maturity to have a grip or a control over your feelings, over your emotion, and over your reaction at all times. That is what we call marriage management and maturity. It is marriage management and maturity to have a control, a grip over your feelings, your emotion, your reaction at all time and in all circumstances. Life of control. Maintaining a self-control lifestyle. You should not just do things anyhow. Not just do things anyhow. You can't speak anyhow. If marriage is going to be blissful, you can't react anyhow. Marriage, beloved, listen to me, is such a very delicate thing that should be handled with carefulness. If not, one will destroy his or her marriage and will set his house on fire. And if a man will receive the grace of God through a disciplined lifestyle to have a control over those three things. What are those three things I have mentioned? Your feelings. Your what? Brother, talk to me. Your what? Your feelings. What's the second one? Your what? Your emotion. I want to be sure you are following me. That's why I'm optimizing those things one after the other. And your what? And your reaction. Those are the three things that are destroying our marriage principally. Very many of us, we can't control our feeling. When your husband cannot make enough adequate provision for the home, it brings a feeling. It does what? It brings a feeling. There is that feeling of lack of joy. There is that feeling of lack of satisfaction. There is that feeling of lack of fulfillment. Most especially when you find yourself in the market with the little resources your husband made available and it's not enough for things that you want to pick from the market. You know how you feel. There is a feeling in your heart. And it is vice versa. And it is applicable to very many areas. 
At times, the way your wife thoughts might not go well with your feeling. At times, the way your wife handled the finance of the home might not really be appealing to your feeling. The way your husband talk, or the way he handle issue, or the way he do things, sometimes might not be palatable for your feeling. Hallelujah, people of God. At the same time to our emotion. But somebody who has a mind to engage the practice of marriage management and maturity. We know that that is where marriage management, marriage management and maturity comes in. In your ability to be able to have a total and absolute control about uncomfortable feelings, about those unsatisfied, un, uh, 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 emotional provoking attitude that will now tell you, guide your reaction. I think I said it last time that men and women who will handle difficulties, who will handle challenges, men and women that can handle conflict, confusion, commotion, chaos, and catastrophe in marriage. Brethren, are you there? Are you there? I told you, there are people who knows how to handle issue rather than reacting to issue. I don't know if somebody is listening to me. This is where the problem lies. Not only in marriage alone, even in the leadership. So many people were reacting to matter rather than handling matter. When you are reacting to issue, you will not solve problem. You will not be able to manage situation. It takes a man's ability. What I said it takes, brethren. A man's ability to undo his feeling, to undo his emotion, to maintain and to enjoy a blissful marriage, a self-controlled life. Brethren, what do I call it? Brethren, what do I call it? A self-controlled lifestyle. We must learn it. Sama, may I appeal to everyone under the tune of my voice. Please, for God's sake, don't speak to your spouse as it occurs to you anymore. Give it the second thought before you say it. That will go a long way for you to handle the situations at hand rather than reacting to that situation. I don't know if somebody is listening to me. I don't know if I'm making sense. Praise the name of the Lord. Most of the time, that is what throws our marriage into confusion. Many of us, we are too rash to talk. We respond too fast. To what, brethren? We respond too fast to matter. We, as it comes, I told you that it's going to become a problem. Uh, uh, you know, I've told you sometimes the idea of I want a shaburu kuta manda and I want to buy a big journey. I want a shaburu kuta manda and 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 I want a shaburu kuta man
eh pari e oro ki ba mi leja fu ohun to ba gbe wa ni mu ma ju fun people who live for that will not enjoy marriage yes if you are such a person you won't enjoy marriage that is why i am saying it as a matter of emphasis over and over again that marriage management and maturity is about a man having a total control over his feeling his emotion as well as his reaction if you are going to enjoy marriage you must be ready to have a grip over your feeling over your emotion and be mindful of your reaction I just even place it that way, the issue of reaction. I will rather and absolutely discourage the ideas of reacting to matters in your marriage. It is better we learn how to undo issue rather than reacting to issue. Brethren, I can, I can tell you categorically. And if you have not done the same research like I have done, I have discovered over years of experience as a Christian and as the ministers of the gospel and as well as the leader in the kingdom of God, I have never seen a situation that the reaction settle in life. Yes. I am telling you this categorically. Go and find out. Do your research. I have never seen any conflict that is settled through reaction. Brother, may I even tell you, go and consider, go back to Akai, consider the issues of wars that has happened between nations and country. If I may ask you, what war has ever been resolved through war? What usually ends war? Go and find out, go and ask. What will eventually be resolved at the right word? At the round table of discussion across all nations of the world. So if you are worrying with your wife, you are worrying with your husband, I'm not going to agree. I will not take that. It's operation do me, I do you. Such people will not enjoy marriage. It will be leading from it will be leading from further complications. That's what I said. It is marriage management and maturity for a man or a woman to be able to have a grip over his feeling don't forget over his emotion and what brethren and reaction don't react handle matter from henceforth if you are a man or a woman without control you are like a city broken down and without war or a gate brother did you hear me did you hear me brethren should I repeat myself? Any spouse, any man or a woman, are you listening to me? Without control over his emotion, such a person is like a city broken down and without a wall or a gate. Hello, Sasma. Are you there? Hello, brethren. Eh? Okay, tell me, I see you on the wall. It relates you on the wall. Eh? That doesn't have fence. That's what I'm asking. Houses that doesn't have fence. Eh? House that doesn't have gates. 
What happened to such house? Eh? Anything can penetrate at any time. Yes. God will come to your compound. They can do anything. Anyone can enter there. And do anything. That is how a man without a control can be likened to. A woman without a control, that is what you can be likened to. That shows you are not secured. If you don't have a perfect what? Control. Over your words. Over your words, brethren. Talk to me. Over your emotion. You are, a, you, are, you are a man with a broken wall. Anything can penetrate into that marriage. Dear beloved sisters and brothers, please, I am humbly warning you. The Lord will give us grace. Our marriage is going to be a place of enjoyment and not of endurance. That is God's intention for your life. That is God's intention for my life. When he instituted it from the foundation of the world, he instituted marriage that marriage might be enjoyed and not to be endured. So if you are myself, we are going to enjoy this marriage, our marriage. It became very imperative that we learn to maintain a self-control lie. And a self-control lie is a man who had a grip over his feelings, his emotion, and his reaction. Don't say everything as it comes. It causes problem. Don't say everything as it comes. Swallow words. What I said? Swallow words. I've been telling people this time with that number. If we will all adopt the principle that regardless of how tempting, regardless of how dangerous, regardless of how deserting, a word that comes to you or something that happens around you, if you can just maintain two or five second silence over what you intend to say, I'm telling you, we will have been able to overcome several problems that our words is creating in our marriage. Are you getting me? Once one of our sons is fine of something, I began to respect that grace upon that young guy not quite about one year plus ago. This young man was in our church. He was one of our sons. Right from his childhood, he will participate in the quiz on behalf of the church among other children. Are you getting me? They will be taking question time. Are you there? They will be taking question time. When he picked the numbers of a the question, they say, uh, it's your turn. Pick your question number. They will say question number question number three. And when they say question number three, they read question number three to him and they will tell him you have uh, 45 seconds or 30 seconds or one minute to answer that because I don't have forgotten the actual time they will give them. This young boy will just keep quiet and we keep silent. Those of us who are listening, are you getting me? We must have been, we must have been scared that his time will soon be his time will soon be over and he will lose his opportunity to, to answer that question. 
But we just discovered that after certain uh, seconds, the boy will give a correct, will give a correct answer. Then I discovered he was fond of that. And one day after such uh, quiz in the church, I called this boy privately. I said, come. It is fine of you. Why is it that you don't always answer? You will keep quiet as if you don't know the answer to that question. But you will discover that by the time he answers, he will answer confidently and he will supply correct words. Correct answer to that question. And I asked the young boy, I called the young boy to my office. I said, why do you always keep silent and behave as if you don't know the question they were asking you? And you know the what the young chap told me? He said, he said, sir, I used to think over and over it before I say it. So many things. You see, this young man I'm talking about is not becoming a grown-up boy now and he's still maintaining that virtue. I cherish it, I must tell you. If a man can develop such an attitude and behavior in our responses, in marital relationship, I want to tell you that we are going to enjoy a blissful marriage. I'm telling you sincerely, not only in marriage. If leaders will maintain this principle, I am telling you, you will be able to win a lot of incorrigible followers. You see sometimes, when I see leaders who are agitating over the misconduct of their followers, do you know some, some of them used to take offense at me? They used to think I am, I am backing or siding those followers that are misbehaving. But no. I'm not saying those followers are not wrong. But I am just saying that as a leader, we are handling matter we don't react to matter. Reacting to any matter will never solve any problem. If a member is, if a follower is misbehaving, if you are reacting to his or her behavior, you can't change her. I am telling you, you can't change him. You can only change a, 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 a misbehaving member if you will undo his or her misbehavior in the spirit of maturity rather than reacting to our misconduct. It goes, it's applicable to all areas and the aspects of life. Let me leave that in our self-control life. Your gate is crucial. It's your emotion. Guide it very well. And the Lord will give us help in Jesus' name. Build a balanced lifestyle. That is another thing that is required. Comportment of marital management and maturity. What I say you should do? Talk to me if you hear me. Build a balanced what brethren? Balanced lifestyle. Your ability to balance the situations of life is very, very important. Brethren, what I said it does. Very important. If you are privileged, to be one of those people that rode bicycle while you are young. Praise the name of the Lord. You know initially, the one my parents bought for me those days. Are you getting me? Uh, it is two in one. It is tricycling and
bicycle. You know the tricycling one has one wheel in the front and two other one at the back, left and right. Are you there with me? So that is the kind of the one my parents bought for me in those days. I was privileged to ride one. Want to celebrate my parents? They did excellently well. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Initially, when they started giving it to me, I will use it as a tricycling. What they want to achieve is that I will be able to maintain stability so that I will not fall from it. But with time, once it is two in one, they will now raise the leg on the left hand side and on the right. It has an adjustment. They will raise it up. It will no longer be touching the ground. So it will remain just only the front wheel and the back wheel. It is with that one that I now do what? That I now learn to ride without falling. But I started with the tricycling one before I began to ride what? The bicycle. This is very important in marriage. We must learn to build what, brethren? A balanced lifestyle. This comprises of so many things. In this regard, you should not just you should not just handle things in your home, in your family, in your marriage, anywhere. In your marriage, anywhere. Many of us cannot balance work and play. It's another problem in marriage. When we cannot work, brethren, when we cannot balance what? Work and what? And play. This goes to couples who are career officers. My job, my job, my job. My business, my business, my business. My calling, my calling, my calling. My ministry, my ministry, my ministry. This is affecting many pastors' home. The demand of the ministry, the demise of salmon preparation, the demise of various responsibility. Praise the name of the Lord. That is bombarding very many individuals. Has been causing problems. We have to learn a balanced life. Between work and what brethren sir, And work brethren and play. Yes it is good to work. But it is also good to make time to work brethren. To play. There is this popular idea that says all work and no play. Makes what brethren? Make a uh, dog boy. All play and no work make Jack a what? A poor boy. The same problem. The same palaver. If you love to work without play, it's a what? Talk to me now. It's a problem. If you love to play without what? Without work. What becomes that man? He's going to become poor. And if you can work like a tireless jacker, no time to do what? To play. What happens to you? You become dull. That is what that popular adage is simply saying. So we need to balance it. I have told you, if your marriage is going to be blissful, it's not every time you do spirit conco. <laughs> what I say you don't do? Talk to me now, brother, if you are hearing me. You don't do spirit conco every time. You don't do spirit conco every time. Spirit conco every now and then. Spirit Coco, every time she wants to pray, every time she wants to fast, every time she wants to play, he doesn't have time for fun. Know what? 
no time for fun. It's like a soldier. I guess soldiers too used to smile and laugh now. Yes, it is when they get to the war front. Yeah, it is when soldiers get to the war front that they don't lie, that they don't play. See them among themselves. They cry jokes. So why do you turn yourself to soldier man? Even soldier man only becomes serious on the war front. When they were in the army, have you, have you not been to the officers' mess? If you see them at officers' mess, you you find a lot of they have normal women being like us. They interact, they joke, they crack jokes. They did a lot of things. I have seen police officers cracking jokes. I was with them sometime and I was just looking at them, and that thing was just telling me that what is amazing you are they not normal women being like you? They crack jokes, they jokes. So don't be a what? Don't be zombie. Don't be zombie in your home. I have said a time with that number that if you are going to enjoy marriage, you will not be acting like the commander-in-chief of armed force in your home. What I call them? Some husband are commander-in-chief of armed force. I said, I must not see you there. Period. Huh? He talks in the home as if is the Senate president. I said, I have spoken. Bah. Even the one they did in the house of recent now about the, what was this bill that they, they didn't agree upon that they use kangaroo. When they say no, okay, the electronics footing that they did of recent. You know what happened now? They have had to court. Those who were in support of the electronic footing were robbed against those who say they are not in their support and those who are in support of electronic footing have now head towards what towards court it's a challenge into effect be was in home who are practicing gun go work in bito tishe what be look out nigba ton fi cheated ton fi kwe they were robbed they head towards court they want to redress at the law court so if it, it doesn't work anywhere, you can't be commander and chief of Alpha. Be friendly, sir. What I said. What I said. Be friendly. This is peculiar to men. But sometimes some women too are like that. Find time, create time for your spouse. Have time together and enjoy one another in your relationship. And when we don't want either of the two. So balance is in what is inevitable. If you don't want to be done, and at the same time, you don't want to be what? You don't want to be poor. Then there is a need that will strike balance within what? Between work and what? And play. Please make your own felicitating. Crack jokes there. What I say you do? Crack jokes there. Cross jokes there. Get Korea fin. I'm a real fin like Kokon. Are you getting me? Kone Kodja Bandri any? Praise the name of the Lord. There are times I shakara my wife like that. I tell her, What's wrong with you? What do you think you are doing? You are talking to your pastor that way. <laughs> you are talking to your pastor anyhow. Your pastor, you are talking to your pastor anyhow. And we say, Yes, my pastor in the church, my husband, my boyfriend, my baby boy, my pet at home. That's what we are talking about. 
You can't even do commander in chief of our force with my own wife. <laughs> She's not even going to take that from you. <laughs> I'm just too sure. Praise the Lord. So be friendly, please. Let there be exciting moments in your home. Let there be time to, 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 to play with one another. Balance things is very essential in our matrimonial tranquility and peace. Let's talk about concentrating. Concentration must be ensured. That is another required comportment in our marriage. Brother, what do I call it? Concentrated communication must be what, brethren? Must be ensured. Talking with your spouse with full attention, with full close attention, is one of the best ways to keep your marriage healthy and successful. Brethren, are you there listening to me? Take talking rather with your spouse with full close attention is one of the best ways. To keep your marriage healthy and successful. And this will cost me to talk about some things. There are so many things that if care is not taken, I love technology. Praise the name of the Lord. What I tell you, brethren, I love technology. I take advantage of it so much. I dress so much on internet. I made a lot of research. I do so many things with it. But at the same time, it should not be to the detriment of the time for our homes, for our spouse, for our marriage. Some of us, 24-7, even when the husband is talking, when the wife is talking, it is pro, it is free. Is he that shouting? Is he that watching film? Is he that, even, even if you are doing good things, is he that even making research? There is always time for what, brethren? For everything. Things done in a wrong time can become a mess or can bring mess, can lead to detriment of a peaceful home and a peaceful marriage. So when you want to communicate, when you want to talk with your husband, it is very imperative that you give full close attention to one another and it's a way of making our marriage what brethren healthy and successful be honest about your feeling be kind and respectful when you communicate part of good communication is being a good listener and taking time to understand what it is in your spouse what your spouse wants and what he needs from you praise the name of the lord you give attention to your spouse you just don't allow her or him to talk. And you say, I, I am listening. You know to somebody like myself. Each time I'm speaking, I know you are not giving attention. I just keep quiet. I, I keep quiet. I just don't talk to Grant. Each time I'm talking to somebody, I know that person is not what? He's not listening or his attention is what? is divided. I keep quiet until that person is ready for me. Is it that the person is not interested in what I'm saying or the person didn't have my time? So, when you are talking to somebody who is not interested in what you are saying or someone who doesn't have your time, you are wasting what? You are wasting your time. It's not going to bring out any meaningful results in such a moment and in such a time. We must learn to keep the line of communication open by talking often 
and not just about things like bill and the killed. Share your thought and your feeling. More emphasizing can be you. That I want us to take note very well. Some of us we don't communicate. Some of us we don't talk. Most time, what brings us together is the settlement of B. Some family only talk, have an extensive talks when their monthly incomes comes in. When they want to rob minds about how to manage what? How to manage their resources. That is when some of them talk. Or, or some crucial matter, or they want to discuss bill, or special thing. No, it's not that alone. It's not what brethren. It's not about that alone. Learn to talk to one another. Express one another's feeling. Share one's and other displayer. Share one another body through effective communication in all ways and at all time. Let's look at another comportment in marital management and maturity. And that says the understanding and means misunderstanding. Well, what I said we must do. You must be understanding. I means what, brethren? I means misunderstanding. Be understanding and means misunderstanding. I have told you, there is no marriage that can be free of misunderstanding. Even if you married an angel, you are bound to misunderstood what? Each other. That is the reality. That one cannot be, uh, that one cannot be compromised. It's going to happen. Understand that it is okay to disagree. Prepare your mind about that. It is what? Talk to me, brethren, I'm acting. It is okay to disagree. I call it part of the game. Have you read one of my book, Tied to Identify and Overcoming the Giant of Divorce? In one of the chapters, the either chapter 4 or chapter 5, that is what I tag unavoidable game of marriage. So misunderstanding is part of what, brethren? Is part of unavoidable games of what? Of marriage. In as much as you are coming into marriage or you are in marriage, you and your spouse, you are bound to misunderstand what, what brethren, one, one another. You are bound to misunderstand each other. So have that at the back of your mind. That misunderstanding is what? It is inevitable. Do you know that popular idea that says, we disagree to do what? We disagree to agree. Disagreement in marriage is part of the beauty of marriage. Brother, what I said. Hey, so be, you don't like that. You feel that is you think that you feel that is not logical, so you are reluctant to say it. I am telling you the whole truth. Misunderstanding is part of what? It's part of the beauty of marriage. It's what makes you to understand one another day by day. Is part of what groom and develop your spirit of what? Your spirit of maturity. Praise the name of the Lord. Through misunderstanding, I understood some things my wife didn't like. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Like she will tell me at times, she will say, if you don't understand me by this time, it shows you are a wicked man. And I will say, I'm not a wicked man. I understand you. 
How do I get to understand, sir? Hey, Soromo. How? Eh? Period and times of disagreement over issues. We can't see matter the same way. And that is why when we are talking about being understanding and means misunderstanding that is where the issue of compromise comes in you know i spoke about the issue of compromise sometimes in one of these meetings that each time we hear about compromise we quickly trace it to compromise of our christian faith literally compromise is an english word that talks about two people shifting ground in order for them to agree at the point that's what we meant by compromise I can avoid to give you five. You are asking for seven. Praise the name of the Lord. After dialogue, eh, I agree, okay, if you are not going to take five I want to give you, I will give you six. The person is saying, no, I still want what? I still want seven. But after much deliberation, the person is saying, you know why I can't give you seven? I can't give you seven because of this reason, because of this reason, because of this reason, but because of what you two have explained. Rather than the five I said I'm going to give you, I will give you what? I will give you six instead of seven. So the other party took it. Okay, okay, okay. If that is how you think it's going to be done. Okay, it's going to be six, what? Six to four. Okay, I will manage it. Fine. That is what? That is compromise. It is necessary in the home. That is part of what we call marriage management and what brethren and maturity how you comport yourself in the course of this marriage listing uh, you won't agree on everything but it is important to be fair and respectful during disagreement you won't do what you won't agree on everything but why that disagreement on those areas of life lasted. It is important that you learn to be fair and be respectful during that, during that disagreement. Listen to your spouse's view, point of view. Try not to get angry and don't let yourself become too frustrated. At times, you walk away some matters. Is somebody listening to me? I'm not talking about walking away from home this time around. At times, that can still be regarded as immaturity. Huh? Some people adopt it as a method. But I'm telling you, it is immaturity. When something happens, you pick your dress and you walk away. Or you went, you just drove away from home without having no destination. And you just go and park somewhere. And you just be hurting yourself. I saw a man doing that. I was just laughing. And that is complete immaturity. He drove away from home. And he went and parked somewhere. He doesn't go anywhere. He just went away and parked somewhere around the junction in the area. And the wife was calling him. And he didn't pick phone. <laughs> he didn't pick phone. I was just laughing as they were narrating those episodes to me. I consider that immaturity. You walk away, you walk away on matters. Are you getting me? If a matter you cannot reach an agreement about it in the home, leave it. Discuss something else. Do what? Discuss something else. If you are a man or a woman, 
when they were telling you it is okay and you still want to make a point, you want to cause problem. At times it might be your husband, at times it might be your wife that is saying, okay, that is okay. That is what? That is okay. Once he says it's okay, once he says it's okay, please do what? Leave it for that time. Leave it for that time. It means she's, he or she is not comfortable with what you are what? With what you are saying. And sometimes if we can just jointly agree with that is okay. Let's talk that matter on that note. I am telling you, you will discover that at some other time, the issue you have left undiscussed, unresolved, you might not need to discuss about it again until you resolve it. Because with the little space of time you are giving to that thing, some of those things that were not clear to you at that point in time must have what? Must have become clearer. There must have been light shed on it. That is why we suggest that you walk away and calm down if need be. Walk away some matter. Not walking away from home. Walk away some matter. Drop that issue. So that it will not escalate. Then discuss the problem again when you are both in a better frame of what? In a better frame of mind. You will discuss it again. If the need be. But at that time, it's going to be with a what, brethren? With a better frame of what? With a better frame of mind. Your anger, are you with me? Your temper must have been what? Must have been calmed down as at that time. Then when issue is discussed in such a time, it will bring the expected results in our home. Compromise on problem so that you can live a peaceable life. Compromise on problem so that we can live a peaceable life. Lastly, develop ability to forgive and forgo offenses. What I say you must do, sir? Eh? You must develop ability to forgive and do what? And forgo offenses. Brethren, what am I saying? Marriage, management, and maturity is about you forgiving and forgoing your spouse offenses. We shall keep offending one another. Do you hear me? Did you hear me? Eh? What I said, brethren? You shall, you shall keep offending, offending each other in our marriage. There is no how we are going to do without it. In as much as we are still in this flesh and we are still in this world. The idea of ah, I will never I will never forgive her. I will never forgive him. It doesn't come up in marriage. That is part of what makes marriage a burden. When you are living in unforgiveness, you will develop resentment, bitterness. You will develop resentment, bitterness, and anger. And it has a lot of damaging emotional and psychological effect over your life. It won't allow you to enjoy marriage. It won't allow you to make your own what heaven has ordained it to be. Listen and listen to me. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does what? Everyone makes mistakes. Nobody is what? Is perfect. 
No one is an angel. No one is what, Sasma? No one is an angel. Everyone made mistakes. That should be at the back of your mind. Your spouse may alter your feelings or do something that upsets you and that may make you angry, even furious. But it is important to deal with your feeling. Let them go and move on. Don't keep bringing up the past. Brethren, I'm saying something. Forgiveness and ability to forgo. Forgiveness will help you control your temper. Ability to forgo. Are you listening to me? Will prevent you from bringing the past. You are started again. You are started what? You are started again. This is the same thing you did last year, July 17. When we went for clinical, I caught a date. Hello, me as a time. It's one thing I was telling the wife, uh, one of my childhood friends, who was married to a friend of mine. She will always be making reference to the offend the family of her husband. They offend her on the day of their wedding. Those ones who didn't do very well, though. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. They came around on their wedding day. Are you listening to me? So they don't have uh, they don't have bed in their visitors in their visitors' room. So when they came around, they they I don't know how it happens. Well, all I just know is that in one word, that sister don't sleep on a matrimonial bed on a wedding night. It was the mother-in-law who slept on the matrimonial bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that sister keep making reference to that it's not good I agree it's not good I'm not saying it's good <laughs> I'm not saying it's good I'm not saying it's good You <laughs> praise the name of the Lord I know if I raise that issue there is going to be a lot of agitation to that Yes, it was the mother-in-law. It was the mother of the man who slept on the matrimonial bed. So that sister and her husband, they spread mat in their room and they put clothes on it to sleep on their wedding night. The sister became so upset. The sister became so annoyed. She find it very difficult to forgive and forgo. But I keep telling her, you have no choice. If we are going to enjoy your marriage and if you are going to be free from the emotional and the psychological tumor of such terrible hearts if you don't you will just be arming what's brethren yourself that is for the in-laws praise the name of the lord you and your spouse will offend one what one another we shall keep on doing what we shall keep on there is no how there is no how be realist. Let's be realistic with ourselves. This is one of those things I tell people about marriage. I dislike uh, married speakers and teachers who talks as if uh, who talks as if we human beings are angels. You know, I've told you time with that number. 
kosibiti ati ki kadi yale ona ta ngba ko on lo se kini on lo yato to there is no marriage i'm saying it emphatically that can be free of his itches we only need to understand what it require what it takes are you listening to me to manage our marriage in the spirit of maturity and we keep it eternally blissful regardless of conflict confusion commotion chaos and catastrophe that is what it is that's what i told you last month when we started this discussion that no marriage has a joy of its own except the one couple creating it what becomes of your marriage is in what is in your hands and you remember i've told you time without number also that what is happening in the home that is blissful is the same thing that is happening in the home that has resulted to divorce and separation what makes the difference is the way each people each party reacted to what happens in their world happens in their home some were reacting to what is happening in their marriage why some others were handling what is happening in their marriage when you react to what is happening in your marriage you will marry your marriage i'm talking about mar but when you are undo things that is happening in your marriage you are going to make your marriage talking about make that is what it takes that is what it requires and the lord in his mercy will help us in jesus name it takes maturity to remain committed to your spouse are you there brethren what i said it takes it takes maturity to remain committed to your spouse your family and the life that you have built together support each other emotionally spiritually financially and in everyday ways your spouse and your relationship may grow and change with time but this idea can help your marriage stay successful blissful over years brethren i'm saying something i want us to understand let me quickly say this before we pray and i will welcome some of your questions tonight let me tell you this i want you to get it clear there is one thing that is constant in life that is permanent in life what do they call it what is that thing change your husband will change your wife will do what your wife will change he changes in character he changes in behavior he changes in the way he reacts to things he changes in the way he handles things he changes in the way he thinks praise the name of the lord at times you see some women who are very smart sharp intelligent praise the name of the lord that over some times you just discover she became careless and easily forget things is somebody they are listening to me and you begin to wonder what has come upon you woman you are not always what you are not like this before that is part of the change part of what yes or that is part of the change permit me to say this so that we can prepare our mind and get things derived from adam a change can either be positive or what or negative in the journey of what in the journey of marriage in marital relationship we must just prepare our mind that regardless of the kind of change 
that is taking place in our marital relationship, we must just be ready to undo it in the spirit of maturity. Manage it well. And the Lord, in the greatness of his power, will give us that divine wisdom to manage our marriage in the spirit of maturity in Jesus' name. Shall we bow down our heads and let's talk to God the prayer? Just only one prayer point before I welcomes our question offline before we call it a day. I want you to cry to God in prayer in one word. Lord, divine wisdom to manage my marriage in the spirit of maturity. Lord, release upon my life. Shall we talk to God in prayer in Jesus' name? Brethren, I want us to pray. It's not a prayer of confession of sin. I didn't ask you to confess how you have mismanaged your wife, mismanaged your husband. I didn't ask you to confess how you have been moody. All I'm asking you to pray and cry to God about is the divine wisdom required to manage your home, required to manage your marriage in the spirit of maturity that God will bestow upon our life. Let's cry to God in prayer. Lord, I am crying unto you. I need divine wisdom from above. I need wisdom from above to manage my marriage in the spirit of maturity. Divine wisdom from above to manage my wife in the spirit of maturity. Divine wisdom from above to manage my children in the spirit of maturity. Divine wisdom from above to manage my personal life in such a way that I will become a source of joy to my wife, become a source of joy to my children, become an husband that can make and make that can make my home and never to man my home. This is what I'm asking for this evening. Lord, you will release upon my life divine wisdom from on high to manage my home, divine wisdom from on high to manage my marriage, divine wisdom from on high to manage my life effectively, oh God, that I might be able to manage my wife, manage my children according to your predetermined cancer so that I can make my marriage a make rather than a man. Lord, you will bestow upon my life in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we give you glory. Daddy, we appreciate you. Thank you for another opportunity to learn I thy faith. Working towards raising and maintaining a blissful and an enjoyable marriage. We thank you for this privilege. Mighty Father, accept our praises in Jesus' name. Lord, you have dished out a lot to us. We plead with you that as you have given us the hearing here, may we enjoy an acting out in Jesus' name. Help our lives to put your words into practice. Help our life to cultivate the comportment of marriage management and maturity. Help our lives to learn, oh God, to harmonize our differences in order to form a perfect marriage. Help our lives, Jehovah of heaven, by releasing unto us the wisdom required to manage our marriage according to your predetermined counsel. Do this for us, oh God. Help us, oh God to make our spouse and never to man their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you eternal father. Hallelujah to the name of Jehovah. We trust you have been blessed by the message. We encourage you to continue in his light daily. God bless you.